and with your spirit. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. Glory to you. When the Magi had departed, behold, the angel of the Lord appeared to Joseph in a dream and said, Rise, take the child and his mother, flee to Egypt, and stay there until I tell you. Herod is going to search for the child and destroy him. Joseph rose, took the child and his mother by night, and departed to Egypt. He stayed there until the death of Herod. That's what the Lord had said to the prophet might be fulfilled. Out of Egypt I called my son. When Herod had died, behold, the angel of the Lord appeared in a dream to Joseph in Egypt and said, Rise, take the child and his mother, and go to the land of Israel. For those who sought the child's life are dead. He rose, took the child and his mother, and went to the land of Israel. But when he had heard that Archelaus was moved over Judea in places by the Herod, he was afraid to go back there. Because he had been warned in a dream, he departed the region of Galilee. He went and dwelt in a town called Nazareth, so that when he was spoken to the prophets, might be fulfilled. He shall be called the Nazarene. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Let's take a minute and pray for each other. Hail Mary. If you were here for one of my masses on Christmas, then now I preached all about the Holy Family and how not only the Holy Family, but every family is supposed to be that uh, way in which Jesus comes into our world, becomes, in a sense, incarnate. So then after I finished my Christmas uh, homily, I was like, now what am I going to preach for Holy Family? I just used my, used my homily. So I had to think about it. I was thinking uh, maybe the question, especially, you know, we're celebrating this uh, special year of prayer for vocations to marriage and family life. Maybe the question that we could ask today is, what is the purpose, uh, the goal of the, the family? What's the mission that God has given the family? You know, the Holy Family had a special mission. Its mission was to prepare Jesus for his public ministry to be that place where God incarnate could grow and develop until he was prepared to, for the work of redemption. What about our families? What is the mission God has given to us? Now, you know, uh, sometimes you know, we may say, well, I don't really have a family. I'm single, you know, or maybe there's been uh, divorce uh, in the family, a death in the family, and we don't really have a family to speak of right now. But we should always remember that before we are a, uh, a husband or a wife, or even before we're an adult, we are a son and a daughter, a brother and a sister perhaps. So, you know, we do have a family. Or even if all of your family at this point is, is dead, your family in this world, we know that our family still lives in heaven, hopefully, but we also have the family of our parish, our church 
family. So we, we, no matter who we are, we do have a special family role that God is calling us to fill in this life. So, what is the mission then uh, of the family? I, uh, I'm interested to see if you have the same ideas that I thought of. Matthew, you're very excited about this question, I can tell. What, what do you think the mission of the family is? Oh, okay. To proclaim the good news. That is actually a very good thing to say. That is part of the, the, the role of the family, to bring Jesus to the world and the world to Jesus. But that was not the one that I was thinking of. This is something more that the family is, has to do for each, each other, for the members of the family. What is the, the real kind of mission of our family? What would you say if somebody asked you that question? Okay, to provide a, a loving, nourishing environment for them to grow in. And what's the kind of the ultimate goal there? To get to heaven. That is exactly what I was thinking, right? That the, the mission of our families is to get each member to heaven. And so I think we could ask ourselves that question. Are the way that we live out family life, the way that I communicate with my spouse, the way that I educate my children, the way that I discipline uh, my children, are those things really geared towards getting each member to heaven? Now, I thought about giving you some examples of this, but I, I figured if I did, I'd just get myself in trouble because people will rightly say, Father, you have never been married and you have never raised children. And that is true. So I thought I'd give you a different kind of example and that you can apply it to your own life in the way that is appropriate. So the other day, we were having our staff lunch, and Sister Armella shared about some of her uh, time when she was in the novitiate, uh, so when she was in the process of discerning whether to enter the religious order. She made a commitment uh, to, to be there for a couple of years, but it wasn't her permanent commitment. And she said that while she was in the novitiate, uh, they had them do some interesting things. One thing was, they had to eat and drink whatever it was that they gave them, whether they wanted it or not. She said, if you can believe it, that she gained 10 pounds that year. I don't know where it went, but... Uh, but they would give her, as part of a dinner, they gave her coffee every evening, and she hates coffee. But she had to drink coffee every evening because that was what they had to do. And then another thing that they would have the novices do is they had to kind of keep an eye on each other. And if they noticed one of their fellow novices doing something that was, you know, maybe not a real uh, fitting in real well for religious life or a sin or something like that, they had to actually report them by dropping their name and description of what it was into a box. And so uh, Sister Armel actually got reported for yawning too much in chapel. <laughs> but when you got reported, you had to, at each dinner, kneeling at the table. Uh, except for Sister Armella. She was so tall that her mother superior decided that was too easy. And so she had to stand to eat her dinner uh, at the table. So anyway, she was, she was telling these stories. And uh, perhaps, perhaps like yourself, one of the other people sitting there at the table was kind of shocked by these practices. Like, what? Is, what these are terrible things. They're so arbitrary. Uh, kinds of things they would ask these ladies to do, or uh, as they said, you know, why would they have you uh, kind of 
train, you can judge one another, you know, or nitpick one another. That seems like a very unchristian thing to do. And I, I thought, well, yeah, why did they have uh, the novices do their things? Because, of course, you know, there are, these nuns have been around a long time. They have reasons for what they do. And I thought, you know what, here's the reason. These young ladies are preparing to go into a uh, religious life where for the rest of their lives, they have got to be obedient to their superior as to Jesus Christ, right? That's the idea. They have got to get used to doing things whether they like them or not. And they also are going to have to get used to people correcting them. In seminary, we call this fraternal correction, right? Where you tell somebody that they're doing it wrong, but hopefully in a kind of a nice way. Uh, and as you can imagine, if you live with a whole house full of a bunch of other women, you're going to get corrected a lot. That's the way it is. Right? So, what were they doing? They were giving these young ladies the tools that they needed to succeed in religious life. They were, they were testing them to see if they really had the stuff necessary to live out a religious vocation before they made that final commitment. So what might seem like kind of really arbitrary means silly ideas from the outside, if you look at it from the inside, it makes perfect sense. They're, they're seeing if these women could have obedience and humility that they would need in order to be in a religious order. Now the same thing is true for our family. We have to ask ourselves, am I, are we as a family having the mission of getting each other to heaven. Now, of course, you can't make somebody go to heaven, but you can give them the tools that they need in order to get there. Are we giving each other as spouses the tools that we need to get to heaven? Are we giving our children not just the tools that they need to have a great job, but the tools that they need to have a great character? You know, Are we giving them now the, the kind of uh, virtue formation so that when they grow up and are thinking about marriage, they can do that in a chaste way with their uh, fiancé or whatever. If they're discerning the religious life or the priesthood or something, they can do that in a mature way. Right? We need to not just have family life that allows us to succeed in this world, but ultimately our family life to help each member to get to heaven. That's the mission. And if we're not really living our family life that way, then we're setting ourselves and our children up for a really hard time, maybe even failure. So we need to examine, especially today, the, the practices of our own family. Do they really provide for the mission of the family to get each member to heaven? We can pray today to the Holy Family that they will be an example to us, and that by their help, by their intercession, especially by Jesus Christ himself becoming the center of our family, that our family may also become a holy family.